All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. One week away from the NHL trade deadline and action is picking up. Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live, streaming live on the DFO YouTube, where once again, we'll be live for four plus hours on deadline day. You will not want to miss it. Make sure you're subscribed. The show, as always, is brought to you by Botano. The game starts now at Botano.ca. My picks for tonight coming up a little bit later on, fresh off a 2-0 night as well. Uh, welcome into the show. He is our daily face-off insider, Frank Saravalli. Frank, how are you doing one week out from the big day? I'm surviving. Wish I had a little more sleep, but uh, let's go. Where does it, Is this one of the quieter deadlines you can remember covering as an insider? Well, in the lead up to it, for sure, we went 26 days between trades, but now we've got trades on back-to-back days and certainly more irons in the fire now. Yeah, things feel like they're starting to pick up, and we got, as you said, back-to-back days with a move. So let's start with that. Ilya Labushkin is once again a Toronto Maple Leaf. They sacrifice a couple of picks. They get his cap hit, retained down twice from the Anaheim Ducks. And Frank, this is probably a little bit of a confirmation that the Leafs were in on Chris Tanev when you check down from kind of one defensive defenseman to another. You're shaking your head? Maybe not. What do you make No, of this they, they weren't never really authentically in on Chris okay. Tanev. They wanted to get him but they didn't have a second round pick. And therefore, unless they were trading their first round pick as part of some larger package that included Tanev, they were never really in it. They tried other ways to do it. They tried packaging other picks. They just couldn't reach that price and didn't want to go beyond 
into the first round pick territory just for Tanev. So it left them some other different options, which is how they end up with Labushkin as part of the beginning part of solving their, their backend problems. Well, that was going to be my next question is I get, got the sense just perusing through Twitter, reading some reactions from Leafs fans that a lot of them weren't overly thrilled with this, but is it maybe unfair to look at this as the ad for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Do you think they'll continue to be active on the blue line front? This is definitely not the ad for the Toronto okay. Maple Leafs. This was part one of their deadline plan. Now they're active still on both the defense and forward markets, um, and they felt like they were able to fill this hole getting a right shot defenseman. And by the way, not connected at all with the Mark Giordano injury. They were, you know, well engaged with the San Jose Sharks yesterday afternoon before the puck drop of last night's Leaf game. So um, that was, you know, wasn't reactionary or anything like that. And And by the way, the Leafs are suspecting a concussion for Mark Giordano still to be confirmed and diagnosed, but that's what they're looking at. And so really what the trade does is gives the Leafs a warm body for the meantime. And they feel like with the salary retention, um, getting him in under league minimum, that that leaves them some salary cap wiggle room uh, to go out and do what else they'd like to accomplish. But also when you look at the picks involved here and the Leafs don't have a third rounder this year um, or their third rounder this year, I should say um, they're in, they were in a spot where they had to reach into 2025 to do it. Who knows what that looks like, but where the Leafs should be in the standings, it should be much later in the third round, almost like a fourth. So I don't think they're too worried about the picks to get a warm body and, and get someone that they know a little bit, even though it was a previous regime and feel a little bit comfortable with in their lineup. Yeah, can kill penalties, brings a little bit of physicality. I by no means thinks it think it's a bad deal. I'm just kind of anticipating it's, what's it's just not a needle mover, and that's what people yeah. are really an, annoyed by. I think in Toronto, saying like, "Hey, now you consider the totality of the capital that we've given up for Labushkin over the last you know number of years. We're looking at a second round pick, a third round pick, plus a sixth. I mean, that's a that's a pretty you know significant." capital outlay for what's probably going to amount to less than 60 games of Labushkin. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, let's keep the trade talk going. Today's deadline countdown article will drop later on this afternoon over at dailyfaceoff.com, but it's all about Washington Capital Center Nick Dowd. Frank, a fascinating piece ahead of the deadline because you can look at a guy like Adam Henry and be like, ah, maybe he's got some ability to impact our top six. He can play center. He can play the wing. He scores a bit. For Dowd, He's a bottom six center. He kills penalties. He brings some size. He wins draws, all of that stuff. But he kind of caps out at nothing more than a three C, maybe even a four C on some contending teams. Why is the market so strong for this guy? He has term. He's someone that can help you now. And next season at 1.3 million bucks, he's someone that you feel totally comfortable with slotting in your lineup. Um, he's been someone that has been really consistent for Washington He's the steady, reliable, you know, know exactly what you're getting piece. And it's interesting because you'd look at, and I, I do agree with your assessment. I think he's actually a, uh, a fourth line center on a contending team. And so when you take a look at uh, some of the potential suitors for Dow, that'll be in our story on dailyfaceoff.com today, what you're looking at is a bunch of teams where you have to go through their depth chart 
and ask the question of does this does Nick Dowd provide you an upgrade over that player? And for most of these cases that we'll end up seeing, yeah. it's a clear yes. Now, the other part of this is there is a bunch of interest. And I had mentioned um, that it, it, you can take a look at the teams here. And so uh, if, the, if it's the Oilers, you're going, is Nick Dowd a clear upgrade over Derek Ryan? The answer is yes. Uh, if you're the Kings right now, it's Blake Lazat. He's playing in that role. The answer is probably the Golden Knights, Byron, Byron phrase. Yes. Like go through each of these teams, ask the question, Toronto Maple Leafs likely. Yes. Um, Florida Panthers, Kevin Stenlin. Yes. That's that's sort of the question that teams are asking themselves. And you might not think it's that significant, but when you get to the playoffs and you, continue to roll four lines and you're in penalty kill situations. Like for whatever reason, it seems to me like fourth lines in the playoffs are more important than they are in the regular season. And so I don't know why that is specifically um, that maybe it's just capitalizing on a significant advantage. If you have one over the other team and some potential weaknesses, again, can't really explain why, you know, bottom depth players end up being bigger participants and end up netting bigger goals for whatever reason in the postseason, but that just feels like it's a thing. So let me take you back to the beginning and what I wanted to say, which was teams have been calling me and asking me about Nick Dowd since August. So he's certainly someone that teams covet. And here's how I would frame it. I think Nick Dowd can be this year's version of Barkley Goodrow. Okay. I don't know that he's going to go for a first. I think there's an, a real chance that he does. But I think at the very, very least, if Nick Dowd is moving from Washington, which is no guarantee because he has the term, but if he is, it's then like a second and a third or a second and a fourth. So they're in a spot to really you know, get something decent here, which is why they'd be motivated to do so. Let's say Washington wants to try get a first rounder here. And I've talked a lot about the capital scenario as someone who's doing an Oilers show every day. But if you were in a position, let's say like Edmonton or a team who has multiple holes, I wonder if Washington would say, you know, we really want a first. Okay, here's Nick Dowd. And the other team says, okay, we'll give you that first round pick, but you got to give us Joel Edmondson at 50% retained just so we have a little bit more to show for it. Or you got to give us a discount on an Anthony Mantha or something along those lines. I wonder if Washington doesn't maybe package a couple things together to try get instead of, you know, a second, third and a fourth for Dowd and Edmondson. It's like, no, no, we got our first round pick here. Yeah, I would. Why wouldn't they consider yeah. doing something like that? I think if they can juice the return a bit, even if it's in a package to ensure that you get a first, we'll have Steven Ellis on in a minute in the next wave. I think there's a huge drop off this year once you get past the sort of 20th or 22nd pick, which is pretty normal. But that to me kind of highlights the importance of getting a late first as opposed to getting a late second. Yeah. Uh, Frank, one thing we've enjoyed doing leading up to the deadline is reaching out to the listeners and getting some listener submitted trades. And I love running them past you for a little who says no. So a week out from the deadline, it's a good chance to do it again. So Gavin, flash up our first one here. Let's dig into it. This one came in from Ryan. He has Vegas trading Pavel Dorofeyev a first and another conditional second that can become a first to Vegas wins the cups. I love the in-depth kind of breakdown here. It basically works out to Dorofeyev a first and a second for Gensel and a depth piece from Pittsburgh. Who says no to this one? Um, 
it's a lot to chew on there. No, I think this is a this is a this this would go through. I think Pittsburgh would say yes, and I think Vegas would say yes. All right, uh, the Frank Saravalli stamp of approval on this bad boy. It, it makes sense. So we've talked about kind of you know two premium not, assets being what it takes. Yeah, but and I'm not really a, I'm not a Lars Eller fan. Like I don't know how much mm-hmm. he has left in the tank, and there's term on that deal. But I understand with it being retained that. Again, just talking about the Byron Freeze, yeah. you know, sort of spot in their lineup. Why can't Lars Eller be their 4C? I, I don't see why not. Yeah, and I mean, Vegas without Mark Stone here, he's on LTIR. Get the sense they could be itching, or we know oh, they're itching to add a forward, but a big I, name like Gensel would make a big impact. I guarantee you, it's a stone-cold lock guarantee that Vegas will spend a healthy chunk, if not all of the $9.5 bucks that Mark Stone has on the table on LTIR. All right, there we go. Gavin, send us our next one here. This one comes in from Steven Fiddler. He has Edmonton getting Dowd and Edmondson at 50% retained. Both of them 50% retained. Washington gets a first, a fourth in Connor Brown. I'll jump in and say no reason to include Connor Brown in this. He's league minimum. He'd give the Oilers no cap relief, but you take this that out. First and a fourth for Dowd and Edmondson, but both retained, Frank. That might be a sticking point. Does this deal i'm trying to do the math on the fly it seems like this deal actually works cap wise if both are retained yeah that would, would be under be... league minimum and edmondson would be at 900 ish thousand yep so if you're edmonton you could you know send you've got edmonton like... actually has a couple million bucks in cap space um i think both teams say yes this is another winner this is an Our... authentic i mean I, I, I'm with you. There's no reason to trade Connor Brown now on the off chance that somehow by the lightning strikes and by some miracle uh, he scores or contributes or becomes a playoff player. But this works for me. All right. I, don't, well. I just don't. Here's the thing. Here's why it, this proposal makes sense in a vacuum. This is not the extent of what Edmonton is targeting. I think they're trying to make a bigger impact, top six forward, top four defenseman, and they're gonna they're mashing a bunch of different things right now. They do not have their laser focus on one target. They're sizing up everything right now. But if they don't get the top end player, top end forward, or if they don't get the defenseman that they're looking for, then this is the type of deal that they could check down to. Yeah, a little bit of a check down play. Okay, we got one more to get through here for who says no. It's a spicy one from Dylan who says Philly gets Bowen Byram in a second round pick. Colorado gets both Sean Walker and Nick Sealer, and they get a first round pick in this thing. It, it's a weird mishmash here, Frank. I couldn't wrap my head around this when I saw it sent in on Twitter, but like Philly gives up a bit more, but they're getting a young controllable asset no. in Byram. No, you're out on this. No, the Avs say no on this. Dylan, okay. I love that you love your Flyers fandom here, but Bowen Byram is clearly the best player in this deal. Mm-hmm. And more than that, the second round pick in 25 and Florida's first round, first round pick in 25, <laughs> there's not a huge disparity between the picks. Yeah. So it's not a huge incentive. And I just don't know that getting. I don't know. Like, I first off, 
I don't know why you'd want to tinker with the abs D anyway. You're not really in a cap crunch right now. If you need to address the cap situation in the summer, my inkling would be that if any defenseman were to go, that it would be Sam Girard and not Bowen Byram. Mm. But I don't see any reason to do it now. And I don't like, I like their defense as constituted. I don't know why you need two more. All right, well, we couldn't let the listeners go three for three on good deals, Frank. We had to throw in a little bit of a wacky one there at the end, uh, but we're running a bit behind. I do have a couple of this or that's for you here on a Friday. Uh, moving away from the trade talk for just a second, we have our second and third 40 goal scorers in the NHL. Zach Hyman did it a couple of nights ago for Edmonton. Sam Reinhardt did it with a two-goal performance last night for the Florida Panthers. You see the difference in games played here. If you had to pick between these two, who finishes higher in the goal scoring race in the NHL, Zach Hyman or Sam Reinhardt? Sam Reinhardt. He was ahead of Hyman for a bit. He didn't really cool off, but um, man, I do see the games played disparity. Hyman's just been hot, like super hot now for about 10 days. He's got I eight mean, goals in his last six The amazing six games. part about Hyman is that it's all within a eight foot radius yeah. of the net. So it's eminently repeatable. It's not like he's on a shooting percentage bender. Um, I'll, I'll just, just on pure flip of the coin, I'll go Reinhardt. All right. But it, it should be real close for that second spot behind Austin Matthews. It's, it's interesting, different spots in their career. Like one got to UFA and one didn't yet, but. Yeah. They do interestingly make a similar amount of money right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, to change in a big way. And I still don't really understand why Sam Reinhardt isn't re-signed yet. And I think the Panthers are probably asking themselves a very similar question of, hey, we've made a great offer. We want to keep you. You want to stay nine to nine and a half million bucks. You'd have to be north of 12 to match it in the tax disparity in another market. I don't, doesn't really make a lot of sense to me yet. Yeah, yesterday we saw the Nashville Predators take down the Minnesota Wild 6-1. And I'm not going to ask you about their playoff chances, Frank, but I want to talk to you about these two teams and what they could do with the deadline. Which one will sell off more pieces, the Wild or the Predators? The Wild further back in the standings, but maybe fewer pieces to actually sell. What do you make of these two? Who will sell off the most in the next seven days? I don't really think the Preds are going to be selling off anything. I oh, wow. think right now it's changed in a big way. Barry Trotz has basically said to his team, uh, we're, you know, we're in a position where you guys have earned it um, to not sell off. So, you know, maybe someone comes and knocks your socks off for Alex Carrier or someone like him. I doubt it. UC Soros is staying put. Tyson Barry's the only guy that's very likely going to move. So that's one. And then you get a game like last night for Minnesota. Michael Russo called it a no-show. Um, that's tough when you're in a playoff chase. And so I don't think they're drastically going to change things, but I'd be shocked if they don't trade Brandon Duhame. Uh, I think they can get a second round pick back for him based on the interest that's been out there. So that's one guy for sure. I would add in Zach Bogosian, who was a newcomer to our trade board yesterday. And I think there's an outside chance that someone comes along and swoops up, uh, Patrick Maroon, but not a guarantee. And outside of that, I think that's kind of it. Like I don't see a giant, you know, Minnesota hockey trade or anything like that. And I actually think the Preds are going to nibble around on at making some small ads. And I was wondering, mm -hmm. are they a team that Nick Dowd, for instance, would, would he make any sense there? 
I, I don't think so right now based on the way they're what they'd have to give up. But I would think that Nashville would be really interested in a smart player like that. Interesting. All right. We are running a bit behind. Steven Ellis is chomping at the bit. So let's get into things with the next wave. The next wave, as always, delivered by DoorDash, 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. Stephen Ells from Daily Faceoff with the next wave, as he does every week. Stephen, we'll start with a little bit of trade talk. The Flames picked up Artem Grushnikov as a part of the Tanev deal. What are they getting in this guy? Because there has, there's been some talk that he's, you know, or some frustration, I guess, from Flames fans about the kind of prospect they got thrown into this deal. Are you a fan of Grushnikov? I'm not. You know, this is a guy that's pretty much just going to come in and bring defense, which I guess as a defenseman is pretty important, but there's no real offensive value there. Um, he's He skates well. He's definitely a strong backwards skater. But for me, it's just like, you know, he's putting up some, you know, decent defensive metrics in the AHL this year as a 20 year old. That's not easy. That's something I think that gets ignored a little bit, but when it comes to just like his, his ceiling, I don't really see him as much more than like a six or seven defenseman. Uh, someone you could throw in. Yeah. He'll block some shots. Isn't overly physical, but he's also, you know, he can hold his own obviously there. So I, I, I'm not a huge fan of him there. I'll just, I'll just keep it at that. You actually nailed it. Uh, the night of the deal, I texted a scout from another team that has no skin in the game. I said, "Where? what can Grushnikov end up becoming? And the exact reply back was six slash seven. And didn't, the text didn't say anything more than that. Um, so when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and we've been talking about their deadline, Stephen, and some of the pieces that could potentially be on the move, that first round pick is most certainly in play. But as I've said multiple times, I think it's only if they can fulfill something decent that a bigger role that potentially has term. That's what the Leafs are looking at. But if they're digging in or diving into their prospect pool, Easton Cowan was in a spot where last year people were saying, what a reach by this team. Can't believe that they grabbed him at that spot, but he's had an incredible year. Has he reached the level in your eyes of being an untouchable for Toronto in terms of pieces they move? I think so. And I was one of the people who was definitely not high on him getting drafted where he did. But, you know, talking to some scouts recently, the one reason why a lot believe Toronto picked him when they did was they continue to see a guy who's physically growing. He was not strong when he started his OHL career. He was getting pushed around a lot. But, you know, he's added some weight. He's added some size. And some think he's still going to grow. He's got some taller family members. So we'll see about that. But he's riding a 27-game point streak with the London Knights. Like, that's the record for the London Knights. And you think about some of the guys that have gone through there. Like, Patrick Kane was there. And and Sam Gagne was there. Yeah, it's like there's some star players that have played there. So for him to do that, is very impressive. Uh, in terms of that, obviously, of all prospects, he'd be the one that would bring the most return. But I think the way he's playing right now, you don't want to trade him. The one that would be interesting to see if he gets moved, uh, it was a name that was mentioned by uh, our, our friend uh, Nick Alberga, who said that Ryan Terberg, uh, the prospect with the Toronto Marlies this year, and he's an interesting case because he's on pace for just under 50 points as a rookie in the AHL this year. Talking to people around that team, nobody saw that coming. This is someone who, you know, he went to University of Connecticut, put up some good numbers, nothing too crazy out there, just under a point per game, but they don't play against the best competition all the time. But for him to go out there and put up as many points as he had this year, play throughout the lineup, he's someone that as a seventh round pick a couple years ago could be someone that adds a bit of value in a trade. Hmm. 
We are now into March. It's March 1st, uh, also known after the deadline as Mail It In March. And one of my favorite stories that I do every year is to look in on some of the NCAA undrafted free agents that are going to be garnering some attention. Uh, has anyone that you're keeping an eye on from an NCAA perspective? Colin Graff out of Quinnipiac. And he was someone who last year just exploded. I think a lot of people looked at that and said he should have gone and turned pro last year. He had 59 points in 41 games. You see the numbers he's got this year already, 43 and 27. He's going to beat that number. He is such an important part of that Quinnipiac team that did win the national title last year. And it's you see that team in particular, I believe last year had no NHL drafted prospects on the team. They just go out there. They get older guys who can bring impact, work hard, and that's why they won. And when it comes to, to Colin Graff, he does so much. He's an average skater, but he generates a lot of offense. He's a great playmaker. He back checks. He plays well to uh, both zones. I know there's some a lot of interest. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he doesn't turn uh, does indeed turn pro after this season because I think he's ready. Out in the WHL, Gavin McKenna continues to be a huge storyline. The numbers are incredible, but just how good is this 16 year old? Well, okay, so you're looking at him this year. He's on pace for 99 points in 62 games. Connor Bedard at the same age, 100 points in 62 games. So they're basically neck and neck. And I know there's been some, like, there was been some reports about them being cousins. They're actually just distant relevance, distant um, relatives through marriage. So they they actually only met each other for the first time not too long ago. But when it comes to McKenna, it's just it's it feels weird because we just saw what Bedard did, and we're talking about him being a generational player and. McKenna, like right afterwards, being as good as he is, is very exciting because, uh, you know, Medicine Hat's got a lot of good talent. You know, Caden Lindstrom, someone that's going to go high in this year's draft. So McKenna's been able to play with some really quality players, but he's the one generating so many of those opportunities. He's an unbelievable playmaker, great speed. We saw at the under 17 challenge this year just how dynamic of a player he was playing penalty kill, playing power play. He does everything. There's so much similarities between him and Bedard at the same age. And the offense is there too. So that's really exciting for me. What I mean, this is this is the quintessential Stephen Ellis hit. Like someone needs to just take this and and frame it because we had a breakdown of the Bedard McKenna family tree. And then earlier in the in the segment, he goes, Oh yeah, Easton Cowan has tall family members. Who knows that but Stephen Ellis? Well, I, I was saying to Tyler earlier today, I think I've got like 45 or 50 games uh, to go to this month. So it's gonna be a busy month. Is that it? I mean, uh, he, he was walking me through the double headers and triple headers. And I was like, dude, I have no oh, idea how you yeah, do the that. OHL, Cup, OHL Cup comes around. That's like my that's my Stanley Cup. That is like my favorite event of the year. It is it's a, a packed building every single time at uh, Maple Leaf Gardens. It's awesome. Yeah, that's your Stanley Cup, Steve. And I absolutely <laughs> love it. We covered a lot of ground today. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Thanks so much. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, moving on to our daily face-off inbox question. Hashtag AskDFO. It's brought to you by Tourism Jasper. Still time to enjoy winter in the Rockies if you're a skier. Actually, I wanted to plug this quickly, Frank. If you're a skier, you're in Alberta, nationgear.ca we are doing an auction for robin brownlee's family we have a two-night stay at the jpl and two sets of two-day passes to go skiing at marmot basin and the bidding right now is only at 550 bucks for two nights at the jpl that's a bargain you throw in the skiing on top of that and the proceeds going to a great cause with our friend robin's family so head to nationgear.ca if you want to get out on that big shout out to tourism jasper for donating uh let's go over to the youtube mikey d wants to know Frank, what do you think the Rangers could get up to and if the Vetrano-Henrique connection is real? It's real. The Ducks have spent a long time scouting the Rangers. My thought process, although unofficial, as the as Pat Verbeek was at the Garden on Wednesday, it's got to be some kind of roster player that the Rangers are looking to send back to Anaheim as part of some deal. And I think there's been lots of speculation out there about Capo Caco and is he in play? Ranger fans didn't like it when I mentioned it in a hypothetical trade proposal that I had earlier um, on Valentine's day, which by the way, uh, again, not patting myself on the back, but we did nail the Tanev to Dallas one, which was cool. Um, But let's see what else we can get right. And if that, involves Vetrano and Henrique in some kind of one-stop shopping package, I wouldn't be shocked to see that first-round pick and a roster player in play. Uh, Mark, Red Wings fan, he wants to know what you think Steve Eiserman will get up to ahead of the deadline. I think he's the deadline's biggest wild card. I Ooh. think the Red Wings have asserted themselves as a firm playoff team that could do some damage in a wide-open East. I think they still need some help on defense. I think they're interested in players that have term as opposed to rentals. And I think it's going to be really fun to watch over the next seven days. All right, let's move along to our Botano daily bets for the day. Perfect 2-0 yesterday. Nailed the shot prop parlay. Bobby McMahon had five shots. Roslovic had three. It was sweat-free, Frank. And I got the Leafs puck line as well. Tonight, a couple of plays for you, starting with Alex Ovechkin's shot prop. This is a number that when Ovi's rolling, it's up at four and a half, not three and a half. He's nailed this in four of his last five, coming off a five-shot performance, and you're giving it to me at plus money. I'm all over Ovi to rack up the shots on a Friday night, and I'm also taking the over between Arizona and Ottawa, a couple of teams who haven't played great defensively at all this year. They're meeting up. It's a Friday night. I like just rolling with an over. Minus 120 is a decent price on this one, so give me the over between the Sens and Yotes, and give me Alex Ovechkin to get at least three and a half shots on goal. Shout out to Botano. The game starts now. 
apitano.ca, which will bring us to garbage time. Frank, Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool. Let's, Let's go. go. We're, we're both going into the weekend. I can't believe it. Uh, this is going to be your slate here for Saturday. Anything you like, Frank? Just so everyone, if you're new watching, this is the first time I've made it to day four, round four of the Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool all season long. So I am insanely excited for this. I'm leaning right now towards the New York Rangers over the Toronto Maple Leafs straight up, just a winner. Um, the analytical models, which I checked in on, by the way, would suggest a 61% winning chance for Toronto. Might go against the grain here. Shesterkin's been hot. He's the projected starter. I don't really like anything else on this list. You got Marcia So. Is that who you're going with? No, well, this was, I think that's who Gavin's going to end up going with because oh. he's one, he's alive as well. There's only 69 people still alive in nice. the game. Three of them are on this show. Uh, but I think I might go Sidney Crosby over a point and a half against the Calgary Flames, Frank. I might, I might take a little bit of a stab here and hope that Sid the kid can come through for me. Two points. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, anyways, you can play next week's game. I believe the lobby. It is. It's already open. So you can head to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. Get your pick in right now. Just put a little placeholder in so you don't forget on Monday. Uh, Frank, what do you got for garbage time? Wanted to give an ode to one of the most impactful hockey writers ever to grace us in a press box. And that's Helene Elliott of the Los Angeles Times for the last 34 years who uh, has exited at the Times and... Man, what an absolutely amazing career Helene Elliott has had. Um, started out at Newsday, covered the 1980 Miracle on Ice, which is crazy, uh, in the building, and just had such a special career. The first woman to have her name on a plaque in any sports hall of fame, any of the major pro sports as the Elmer Ferguson Memorial Award winner from the Professional Hockey Writers Association. She was the first and still only president of the PHWA. Um, and it's just amazing to spend time around her. I mean, she started her career at a time when she had to wait in the hallway to talk to players because they didn't want her in the locker room. Everything has, you know, a lot has changed. I wouldn't say everything, but a lot has changed over the last 34 years, even since she arrived at the Times. Um, all of it for the better. She's adapted, um, you know, to lots of different things that have come, you know, when she first started, you're talking about phoning in stories kind of via, you know, um, primitive technology is what you would call it with laptops um, just the, the connections, relationships that she has, and really what stands out for me, having gotten to know Helene a bit over the years is her humility. So, um, for someone that was a trailblazer and legend, um, you know, I hope that she, you know, takes some time and, and comes back and joins us in the hockey writing world because she's just an absolute treasure. And so, uh, wanted to pass along my best wishes on whatever comes next for Helene and yeah, give her her proper flowers because a lot of things would be different if it weren't for people like Helene along the way that continued to push and push for more access. Well said, Frank, a true trailblazer in not just the hockey writing community, but the sports media community. So congrats to Helene on a fantastic run. That is a wrap on this week's edition of the show. Next week, it's deadline week. Frank, it's your Stanley Cup, and we'll be fired up. Live shows every day, Monday through Thursday. Then, of course, the big one, four hours on Friday. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the show. Have a fantastic weekend, and we'll chat again on Monday. 
Thanks for tuning in to Daily Face Off Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.